Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. You've probably heard the adage that familiarity breeds contempt. And nothing allows for more familiarity than marriage. And in fact, in my opinion, that's one of its selling points, to be fully seen and be accepted and loved completely. So how do you keep contempt or even just complacency from ruining your marriage? Well, that's the question today's show is designed to tackle. And to help get to the answers, I am joined by Oscar and Kaya Fraser, co-founders of In Demand Consulting and authors of Confessions, The Truth About Perfect Timing, A Couple's Guide to Reaching Everything You Desire in Life. So, um, Kaya and Oscar, thanks for being on the show and tackling this interesting topic. And I love the title of your book because it implies that we can get everything we desire. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. The interesting thing about you guys is not only are you married, but you're also co-founders of your own business, where you've actually acquired the title, which I thought was really interesting, of Mr. and Mrs. Smith of Global Crisis Management, which I'm assuming refers to the film Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Hopefully you guys are (laughs) taking that. Yes, minus the shooting. Minus the shooting. So these are... Two things, you know, being in business together and being married individually are challenging, and you've taken them on simultaneously, which I'm just like in awe. So can you give us a little bit of the backstory? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kai, you want to start with this one? Yeah. So in, we were engaged in 2011, um, and then we were married in 2012. And shortly after getting back from our honeymoon, we lost everything. Um, Mm. And let me explain that. Let me put some context behind it. So we got back from the honeymoon, and probably about two days after, um, I received a call. Um, I was working a nice corporate job um, doing marketing in the federal space. Um, Oscar was a program manager, and he was doing work in the federal space as well. So we had these dual incomes, and we had this perfect plan of how we were going <laughs> to uh, roll out of corporate space into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and everything was set up. We had planned it all out. So mm-hmm. two days after so we know what they moved, say about plans, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, this is, this is going to get good. So mm-hmm. two days after our honeymoon, I get a phone call, and on the phone call is my boss and HR, and I received the notice that I have been rolled off. They were doing budget cuts, and marketing, mm. of course, usually is the first to go. Right. So I came back into the living room, and I looked at Oscar, and I said, um, so, yeah, I just <laughs> lost my job. And he's oh. like, wow. Yeah, two days after mm. yeah. coming back right. from my honeymoon on cloud nine, yeah. all this stuff mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. had to get really honest and transparent with each other at that point. Um, and we had to really talk about it because I could easily go out and find another corporate job, but this mm-hmm. seemed like the perfect time for us to start kind of building our business and, and really um, solidifying everything that we wanted to do. So we got mm-hmm. transparent with each other, had that long talk, and we decided that 
um, he would continue in corporate space, and I would go ahead and start putting all the foundation together for the business. Yeah. So, right. and, 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 now, and, and Leslie, Kaya is telling like the PG-13 version of this. <laughs> the, other, the other aspect of this was the panic that first ensued. Right. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, so after the first maybe month or so, when we started to settle in a little bit, we said, well, look, maybe, you know, I'm doing good financially. We can probably keep this up and going. And at the time, um, I was responsible for a, a large program um, with an agency where I was managing about 147 uh, FTEs. And mm-hmm. what, um, so my executive came into the room and said, look, um, Oscar, we have to make some cuts, and uh, we're going to need for you to you know, roll off some people. So I asked oh, him, dear. okay, no problem. How many people are we talking about? And he says, mm-hmm. everyone. And so in my mind, I'm not thinking everyone includes me. So I'm like, well, perhaps I can, you know, have an individual conversation with each of my um, staff members to let them know what's going on, which I did. And, um, mm-hmm. and it, it was very, very, you know, uh, stressful. But shortly thereafter, maybe about two days after me rolling everyone off, I got the call from HR and from my executive, and I was rolled off, and I was let go. Uh, and I remember yeah. vividly the phone call and calling Kaya, you know, with my voice probably still shaking a little bit, just saying, are you ready to do this, this entrepreneurial thing full time? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> come pick me up. I just got fired. And oh. it, was, it was the scariest, most rewarding time of, of our life. And, and that's what started, you know, our journey towards in-demand consulting uh, services. And when it comes to global crisis management, you know, that was something that kind of morphed over time, right? Because of our uh-huh. federal experience, we found uh-huh. ourselves doing projects across the continent of Africa and working and countering violent extremism, those sorts of things. And so we eventually got called by one of our PR folks, like you guys are like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith of global <laughs> crisis management. And, 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 right. and we just kind of coined and carried the, carried the name yeah. since then. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, this is, you know, people talk about and, you know, the traditional marriage vows of, you know, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer. And you guys are on like cloud nine and suddenly you get your legs literally, you know, figuratively cut out from underneath you. And so suddenly Absolutely. you go from the, from the better into the, oh my gosh, this incredible challenge of, you know, which when people hear these things, it's like, it rocks the relationship. And, it's, and, and so you guys had a really early challenge right yeah, there. First 90 days, <laughs> first 90 days of marriage, we both got, we were unemployed, both of us, yeah. within first 90 days, absolutely. So, so, you know, you talked about having, a, you know, first having this conversation when, when Kaya was let go. And you, so, and, and you talk about, you know, that she gave the PG version because, of course, yeah, it's terrifying because, like you said, mm-hmm. you guys have this all planned out. And then suddenly yeah. you're, you, you take, a, you, you take a, a media right turn. It's like, well, wait, this wasn't where we were headed. So how did you guys exactly. – how did you guys handle that? Because that's because that's losing a job is, but you know, is is traumatic individually, let alone the repercussions onto a relationship. Yeah, I, I, I'll I'll tell you the mistake that that I made um, when we mm-hmm. first 
both got out on this journey. Um, because mm-hmm. of my background in program management and data analytics, I was a very uh, militant style, quote unquote, boss, right? <laughs> Leader. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I tried to, to apply that same concept to Kaya. As, mm. as, 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 as a team, and mm-hmm. it completely backfired, totally <laughs> backfired um, to where it was when it came to us being um, married, right, so intimacy uh-huh. and, and us being nice to each other beyond work became mm-hmm. very difficult because Kai is probably like, well, how can I be nice to the same guy that just now said that I was behind on five different project schedules and blah, blah, blah. And, and so this becomes a, a major a major issue. So I, I uh-huh. think for us, you know, that was the most painful. I know that was a mistake that I made in the beginning. And then as we started to, and I'm sure you probably have heard the phrase of forming, storming, norming, performing. And mm-hmm. we were really in that storming phase for a very long time, just because I didn't understand how to, how to be a friend slash husband and a and a partner in business mm-hmm. as opposed to a quote-unquote boss. I think that, that was one of my mistakes yeah. that I made. Kai, would you oh, – how, how do we kind of get through what's like when we started getting our, li- our lanes? Or So we had, to, we had to really sit down and have a, a serious conversation about mm-hmm. what lanes we ran in and where our strengths were. Um, mm. And we started learning that our strengths kind of complemented each other. While Oscar was – more so on the operation side of the house, I was more so on the marketing and and strategy and branding of the of the house. And so uh-huh. when we learned what lane we kind of ran in and how to kind of keep those separate and who was responsible for what task, that's when things started uh-huh. to become very um, it came not I'm not going to say easy because it's never quite easy, but it started uh-huh. to run smoother at that point. Yeah, and we started learning well, that okay, sometimes the lanes will cross. But whoever is the lane owner is the one that makes that final decision. Absolutely. Well, and I love that example because I mean, you guys were you guys were thrust into this, you know, not. <laughs> but but in reality, that's what every marriage has to figure out. That mm-hmm. we're partners. Nobody is in charge. There isn't a boss. We're co-bosses of this. We're co-creators right, right. of this. And, you know, I talk about, I talk about spheres of influence or spheres of responsibility, right? That, that, you know, one partner has, you know, takes the lead, not charge, but takes the lead in this area, like you said, Kaya, about, you know, they're the ones who make the final decisions, but, but both people are involved in it. But yeah, this is, this is where I'm, you know. This is where I'm focusing my time and attention, and, and I'm trusting that you're focusing your time and attention over here in this in this sphere that you've taken on, and yeah. and really being able to allow that kind of flow, which I think is what makes when marriages work. I think that that's what it is because we'll, what we found in research is that the more partnership kind of relationship exists, the stronger and and healthier and more successful the marriage is going to be. But 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 you have to negotiate that. Right? Yes, I mean absolutely. you have to negotiate that. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's certainly a, a give and take. Um and we just really just by trial by fire for us, we, we learned like this four step 
you know, kind of process, if you will, that we, you know, help other couplepreneurs out with, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about later. But that that's, I mean, we, we didn't learn this by Googling it. I mean, this was really <laughs> trial and error, mistake after mistake, <laughs> me getting my, my, my behind cussed out a lot, you know, from, from just making, from make, from making new, newlywed mistakes, yeah. right, as well as trying to be entrepreneurs on top of that, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, and I, and I so love that because I think, I mean, I think that's what a lot of couples run into is that they're thinking – yeah, we're in love. We got married. Everything's great. It's all going to be smooth sailing. And then they hit that first speed bump. And I mean, you guys, mm-hmm. actually, you guys hit like a speed mountain, but, um, yep. <laughs> but, but you hit this speed bump and then it's like, well, what do we do? And, and Oscar, I, I loved your saying this because this is what people do is we go immediately to what we know right? Mm -hmm. So you went to your training, you went to your experience, you went to this and then tried to apply it to the marriage and went, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the total mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but that's what we do. But, but you guys were able to write it out. So, you know, we're talking about what happened as, you know, you, you first got together, but and we're talking about the challenges. So what other challenges have you encountered being partners in life as well as in business? I would say finding balance. Mm-hmm. Um, in, there's no such thing as work-life balance. I hear that <laughs> right. a lot, but when you're in it. entrepreneurship, <laughs> there's no such thing. Um, mm-hmm. So we had to figure out what was going to be our balance, how we were going to manage our days and what was that mm-hmm. cutoff point to when we come home and home is home and it's not work, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. So, and to this day, we still will sit down and we'll say, we're going to watch a TV show or something. And then all of a sudden we spark up a conversation about business and that's, that's okay <laughs> in that environment, but we've learned not to bring business into the bedroom. And mm. we've also learned how to set goals for the day. So we'll make a list. Um, and these are the things we want to get accomplished for the day. We set a time limit on where we want to get them accomplished by. And then at that point, once that time is hit, then whatever hasn't been completed gets moved to the next day. And we consider that the end of our day. And we call that office time. And now we're going home and we're going to have home time. So we okay. had to set those, those um, rules. We had to put those rules in place. Okay, and I want to talk uh, more about that in just a moment, but I need to remind my listeners that This is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with power couple Oscar and Kaya Fraser about how to find balance in life between work and home. Now, this is a challenge that many couples have, even if they aren't in business together, and maybe you and your spouse struggle with it, too. I liken it to a juggler that just keeps adding balls or flaming swords, trying to keep everything in the air without stopping to think if some of those items could maybe be put down. And what this requires is a pause and then an intentional examination of your marriage. And if that is something that you would find helpful, then I invite you to schedule a free Create Your Happily Ever After discovery call with me. You can reach me by phone at area code 919 924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, 
at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this great conversation I'm having uh, about about how we kind of put all the pieces of our lives together. And, you know, Kai, I love that because, you know, I always hate when I hear people talk about work-life balance as if work is not part of life. I mean, so I, I specify work-home balance. And when you guys are in business together, like you said, it's easy for it to bleed over. And yeah. so, you know, so, so, you, so you said that you guys – you have have work time and home time, yes. right? Yes, yes. We try so, to separate it as much as possible. And so, how else do you manage to balance business and and marriage? So, I I just got some really good tips as well. <laughs> okay. No, his brain is just turning and he's dying. Yeah. If, if if the listeners could see my face, I'm probably over here smiling and, and just like showing clearly that I had I had something to say on that one. Um, right. So you know, it's it, it's it's a two two letter word that I had to realize due to my analysis paralysis problem, and that word mm. is it's okay, okay. <sighs> and, and, okay. And the reason mm-hmm. why I'm saying that is because I literally overanalyzed everything um, in the first few years of us trying to balance between business and marriage. And are we doing this right or are we doing uh-huh. this wrong and all this stuff. And, and I finally realized that it's okay. You know, like there's no playbook to this thing. I mean, <laughs> when you're setting out in, in your business and in your relationship, and if you're doing it simultaneous, you're going to screw one side up eventually. Something's going to happen. And you have mm-hmm. to recognize that it's okay. And I think over time, as, as Mike Tyson would say, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? So <laughs> as you hit these different roadblocks and these challenges, just enjoy the ride. It's okay. And I think that's what I had to learn. And once I started calming down, I think then the relationship started to make sense. And it was okay to, like, put down work. And then it's okay uh-huh. to pick up work sometimes. And, and you realize that it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. Well, and I love it, and that happens to be one of my husband's all-time favorite quotes as well, Mike Tyson's quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, and, and it is, and it sounds, you know, and, and it sounds easy in theory, but, you know, the, the anxiety does get stirred up. I mean, especially when you guys are entrepreneurs, and that mm-hmm. has its own dynamic, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we all have varying degrees of comfort with certain things, right? Um, right. With comfort with risk or comfort with, you know, how much money we have or whatever it might be. And you guys kind of have a double dose of that because you've got business and, and you know, marriage. But I think everybody struggles. So how did you guys manage those differences? So I am, I like to think that I am more of a um, calculated risk taker. And Mm -hmm. Oscar has morphed into the, like, risk taker. Let's go for it over time. (laughs) At one point, we were both kind of balanced on the same, but I think over time he's become more of the, like, let's go. Let's just jump, throw, and we'll throw the parachute later. And I think it's not having that balance between the two of us helps us. Um, some of the, 
ideas that he has and he comes up with are absolutely great. And then I'm the one now that starts to kind of take up piece by piece and think about, okay, did you think about this? Did you think about uh-huh. that? Did you think about this? And then once we've covered some of those things, then I'm like, okay, I'm in, let's go. So we've learned how to kind of balance that. And yeah. I think that in any relationship, any marriage, partnership, there's always one person that's willing to take more risk than the other. Uh-huh. But you have to be transparent with each other, and you have to really talk it through, and you have to um, be open to that conversation and understand why you're like that, right? Why Oscar uh-huh. is more prone to take a little bit more risk than I am and why I'm more calculated in the risk that I'm willing to take. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then once you talk through that and be honest with each other, honesty, 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 transparency, uh-huh. that, that is the key. That is the key to... That's kind of the secret sauce to making things work. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. So is that something because, you know, um, you know, one what, what of my, you know, you know how in real estate it's location, location, location. To me, in relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, it's communication, 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 right? Oh, yeah. and, it's, and it is that openness and honesty and transparency. So is that something that you both kind of did naturally or did, or was there some, was there a learning curve involved? Because I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Huge learning curve. Um, Huge learning curve. Um, I know that on my end, speaking from the the husband perspective, I had to learn uh, the word humility. Um, uh-huh. and, and being okay with not knowing something, right? Because most of the time as, as the husband, you have this, this notion of the provider, the fixer, the, you uh-huh. know, the, the, the security, et cetera. And there's certain areas that you may just not be secure in, you know, and, and it takes a level of humility to be able to expose that vulnerability to your, to your, to your spouse. Right. And I think, uh-huh. so, so to answer that, I know it was a bit more long winded, but that was what I went through. I had to learn humility. It just took me a while to understand that it's okay to not know something. And, and for me to be able to express that to Kaya. And I think over time it's now, it's much easier now. Right. But we've also uh-huh. been married almost 10 years. You know, we've, right. been, we've been together for, you know, since 2007. Right. So, so it, it's, it's a, it's a nice flow now, but yeah, that, that was my biggest challenge. So, Kaya, you know, I, I hear this a lot from, from husbands about, you know, that they have this idea that they have, you know, that they have to be the provider, that they have to fix things, that they have to know everything. And so when Oscar started to recognize that maybe it was okay not to know everything, it, how how did what role how did you play into that because i think it's really critical if we want if we want men to open up and be vulnerable and and as um oscar said you'll know, find humility i think that there's a that the women that their partners have a role to play in that absolutely um i i quickly learned that the, you have to give them a soft landing a place mm-hmm. uh, a safe place to kind of open up in those type of situations. Um, and then look at ways that you can help um, provide, do some research and provide some resources that might help them solve the problem that they might have or the question that they can't answer. 
but you have to you have to kind of be that support role when they're having that vulnerable moment and mm-hmm. on my part i had to learn how to how to speak up right so mm-hmm. women tend to kind of go into themselves and they don't really speak up about how they're feeling about things or what they're seeing we tend to kind of internalize a lot of things so i had mm-hmm. to learn how to speak up and say hey i'm seeing this what do you think and kind of help with that balance as well so things that he couldn't see or things that i might think are going to happen down the road being okay with speaking up about that so that, you know, we both were on the same playing field. Right. And, you know, and one of the things that I talk to people about is, you know, we're two different people. We have different experiences. We can, we can see different things. And to me, that's a, mm-hmm. you know, that's a benefit of marriage, not a bug. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so being able to productively bring that to the table, like you were talking earlier about, you know, um, the difference in risk taking and how you know you kind of bring in this. Okay, so have have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Where it's you know, it brings a it opens up. It doesn't close things down. It actually opens up. Oh yeah, okay, let's take a look at that. And, right. and that is you know it's it's kind of scary to do, but it sounds like you guys have really worked through the process. Is that is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, it, it was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, and by no means are we perfect. We still have our moments <laughs> where we have to pull up and stop and have conversations to really get mm-hmm. back on the same page. We still have them to this day, but it's it's really trial and error and being honest with each other and really talking through things. Oscar, I got the impression that you wanted to say something. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you can't see me right now? <laughs> I am sure I can't see you. <laughs> well, um, well, yeah. I, I, the, the, the summary there for, for that for that particular area is that you know we now have like a like kind of a four step sort of process, if you will, that that we that we do, and that we also you know, when we're talking and, and coaching other you know, couplepreneurs mm-hmm. or, or, or just entrepreneurs, um, we work with them on a four-step process. And this was not – this was something, again, you know, trial by fire from our end, but we've, you know, simplified that down into to some simple steps as far as how we get, how we get to, that, to, that, to that communicative um, sort of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are those steps? So, um, Kai, you want to hit one? I, you know, I love number two, so you got, you got to go. You got to go to number one there. First one is um, my favorite word throughout this entire conversation is just being transparent. What do mm-hmm. each of you really want to do? And having that mm-hmm. conversation and asking that question, that's the first thing. Um, and really talking about your dreams, what are your passions, um, and what are your goals, and being completely honest about it. Even if it's like I want to be a cupcake maker or I want to go jump out of an airplane, whatever it might be, uh-huh. getting all the way down to the grain of it and talking about what you desire to do. Yeah. And, and then okay. in, in, step, in, in step two, Leslie, what we do is it's called an introspective analysis. And, uh-huh. and if you can bear with me, allow me to be a, a quick data, data geek for just one second. <laughs> um, yeah. if, you can, if you can think about – 
just a sheet of paper with with a line going across, you know, the center of that of that sheet, and then a line, and then one tick mark in the middle of that line, and look at that as that like, that's your current state as that as that couplepreneur, that aspiring entrepreneur. What we do is we make them uh, go three ticks to the left, meaning in your retrospect. So we look at five years ago, ten years ago, and fifteen years ago, and we have them, and we work closely with the couplepreneurs on. What were the things that you wanted to do, and what were the excuses that held you back from doing them? And normally, uh-huh. that process can take anywhere from a couple days to a couple months because it, it right. depends on how granular. Because what it does is it begins to uncover a lot more of the vulnerabilities, right? Like these were my – I was scared to take that step. This is what happened. Uh-huh. And so we, we uh-huh. go we, once we've done the 5, 10, 15-year back, then we look at, forward progression, right? Then we go to the right of that same midpoint, and we go five years forward, 10 years forward, 15 years forward. And that's when we start to look at, in, in five years, I want to do this, or I want to be this. Now, uh-huh. I know that five years ago, I had the following excuses or issues, but I've, I'm, I've already overcome those things now, or here's how I'm going to overcome those things to get to that five-year goal. And, and we do okay. the same thing for the 10-year and the 15-year. And so that's usually the longest portion of our coaching because sure. once you're done with this, you now have seen all your, well, the majority of your, your vulnerabilities from up to 15 years ago, and then you're also looking at what you're aspiring to do 15 years ahead. I love it. Um, so what's step yeah, three? Yeah. And step three is on, is on taking action, right? So mm-hmm. now that we've gotten all this, we've done all the fun, you know, painful sometimes <laughs> things on the yes. introspective analysis, now it's about taking action and putting it actually to work. Um, mm-hmm. and, and finally, and I think most important, is celebrating the wins. We're not talking about the milestones, the major goals, et cetera, but when you've accomplished something or you've gotten rid of a fear or you've accomplished something that perhaps was a setback before, we actually encourage the couplepreneurs to stop and really celebrate that, whether it's going out to dinner, whether it's because what that's also going to do is build the relationship aspect of, uh-huh. of, of, your, of your marriage, right, or, or, your, or your, your, your relationship. So that way, over time, you begin to understand that it's a friendship as well, right? We are friends oh, yeah. first, we're married first, and then we have a business. Right. Mm. And, and I love that because I think people seriously underestimate um, how important being friends, respecting, liking each other as people is Absolutely. to creating a healthy, a healthy marriage. Because, you know, I mean, yes, we want to be physically attracted to our partners. That's always a good thing. But, but you know, <laughs> physical, but, but, you know, that, that whole um, in love hormones stuff that kind of takes us over so that we meet, mate, and procreate. Um, really can get in the way because if, if we don't really like each other, and I love, I love that four step plan because I think it's one that can be applied to marriage. People, you know, it's like, I, I tell my clients, it's like, okay, so, so most businesses do a, you know, some kind of plan, you know, one year plan. They'll take a look. What did we do well this year? What didn't we do well? Or people get, 
if they work for a, for a corporation, they get their performance appraise, uh, uh, you know, they get their performance review. And it's like, I think we ought to be doing that in our marriages as well. It's like, how am I doing as a partner? How are we doing as a couple? Where do we want to be? Did we get, you know, I think it's a great way to look at this. So unfortunately, as much as I would love to continue this conversation, because you guys are just wonderful to talk to, um, oh, my, my producer is going to be yelling at me. So can you share um, with the listeners where they can learn more about what you guys do, um, where they can get your book, whatever it is you would like them to know? Absolutely. Um, the listeners can go out to kothoughtleaders.com. Um, so that's just K for Kilo O Oscar, um, thoughtleaders.com. Um, and then they also can shoot us a text um, at, uh, by texting the word business to 678-672-1444. Again, text the word, biz, uh, the word business to 678-672-1444. Oh, well, thank you guys so much um, and for, for just being this wonderful example. And what I want people to know is that not every couple is also in business together but you do share the same desires to be connected and feel supported. So making room for each of you as individuals while still being part of a couple is truly a dance. And what steps do you do well and where could you improve your rhythm? Well, hopefully today's show has given you some insight and I look forward to you guys coming back. And until next week, stay loving. 